0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Cadence Fishing Reels and Rods. This is one of those bonus episodes that we are rolling out. This one kind of dropping a little later than we wanted to, however, that just happens when you try and get three people's schedules all aligned. So I am joined by my, well, my champion co-host, champion of the creators, Chase, dude, how you doing? Oh, dude, I'm doing great. Uh,
2: we just wrapped up a podcast with the actual champ yeah, of the yeah, Yakin and yeah. for Bass tournament. Uh, I think I came in eighth place, so I don't really consider myself <laughs> the champ, <laughs> but champ of the creators, I'll take that all day that's not a problem. Been shooting my bow a little bit and doing uh, doing some other things. Kind of been jonesing to go back out fishing, so I'm hoping to get to go do that soon as well. Uh,
1: how are you doing, Bud? I'm doing good, and I tell you what, fishing's kind of been on the back burner of the past. I don't know two weeks or so with the World Deer Expo that I went to and and worked the tethered booth. But uh I've got back, and I tell you what, Anthony dropped some wisdom. Some he gave me some tips on frog fishing, so. I'm probably going to have to get back out there and see if I can't uh, snatch some, some some decent-sized bass out of there and redeem my name as a kayak fisherman.
2: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. He he did put a not, lot of knowledge in this podcast. It was actually a lot more than I expected. It was, yeah. We we started this podcast, and it was just kind of cool to hear somebody who just got into kayak fishing <laughs> about a year and a half yeah. ago is like tearing it up. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was kind of good to see because, like I said, in the podcast, we, we both would have never have guessed that he'd only been fishing no. out of a kayak for a year and a half. No. Uh, as well as he did. Yeah. So th- he had a cool story, and he, he threw a bunch of uh, knowledge out there, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, now I can see why this guy won yeah, the tournament. Exactly, he, he definitely sounds like he lives and breathes fishing, uh, which is cool. So I, I really I think this podcast will be a hit.
1: Yeah, it was one of those episodes I thought it was going to be about like a 20, 30-minute episode. And uh, it was one of those where the guests just continued to drop more and more information. And it was just like, man, I'm going to let this thing run, run its course. And I think we've got about an hour and 20 minutes of, of just awesome information and, so, and some good laughter. So uh, this episode is brought to you by, like I said before, Cadence Fishing, Go Fishing, Give Back. Their mission is to put rods and reels in young people's hands. And if you shop with them for every rod and reel combo you buy, they put a combo in the hands of youth fishermen so we're recruiting that next generation and supporting a fishing addiction so get on there show them some love and uh, let them know you heard it from us all right guys well we are back with another episode here with a guest that we have have been tracking down we finally got our schedules lined up a little bit le- uh, after the tournament however i am thrilled to have him on here i'm thrilled to learn from him and i'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can share all his uh, secrets with the public that way the rest of us have a chance next year. We have got uh, the Bassmaster himself, Anthony Winkleman. Buddy, thank you for joining us, and, and how are you doing tonight?
3: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be on.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. We're glad to have you. Chase and I have speculated for weeks now as to how how you managed to be so successful in this tournament. You, I, I don't think you came on too quick, too fast, but you managed to put some, some serious inches on the board there towards the end. We'll get to that in a second. But before we do, how did you get into fishing? What's, what's your, bass, your bass fishing history look like? Have you always done it out of a kayak? Give, give everybody a little bit of a rundown.
3: Well, uh, well, when it comes to bass fishing, I mean, as a, ki- as a kid, it's mainly all I fished for. But I, I grew up on, out in the country. I didn't have the closest neighbor kid was probably a mile up the road, and I had to ride a bicycle to go hang out with. That's pretty much what I would do is take my bicycle, take, my, take a fishing rod. I had like an old Zepco. And I would sit there and take it out, and I'd fish creeks and ponds and whatever I could find. I'd travel through woods, and if I find something, I'd fish it. And uh, never grew up with boats. Never had anybody or uh, a friend that even had a boat. Uh, we were uh, kind of that middle poor class. It didn't really <laughs> <couldn't afford that laughs> stuff, you know. Didn't have anything fancy. I, I I think we had a big old lot of stuff that we got from an auction one time, and that's what I uh, that's what I fished with for. 10 plus years is just there's a whole big old bin of rubber worms and hooks and so i just kind of learned how to junk fish i guess you could say comes to you know getting serious into it you know i I, didn't honestly i've only been doing this this is my a year and a half that i've only been kayak fishing and taking bass fishing serious wow so wow yeah I've uh, insult lots, of, lots of homework, lots of homework. <laughs> 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 that... hours and hours of YouTube.
1: Well, how do you how do you navigate that? I mean, there's there's probably years worth of how to uh, bass fish YouTube videos. What 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 kind of stuff did you hone in on uh, to make you a better angler?
3: Well, Kentucky Lake is not necessarily my strong point. Um, I've had to go to smaller smaller lakes, um, the rivers. Um, I, I have some pretty good success down in like the Cumberland River below the uh, Lake Barkley Dam. Um, you besides all the Asian carp, you got to fight through. You know, you'll hook five of them before you catch that. <laughs> you know it, and then you'll lose so many lures because they'll break your line because they're so heavy. And you know, it, it's hard to say how I necessarily implement it. I would see, I would watch something. I would say, you know, I like, I like this style. This is something that interests me. And I was like, let me watch how it works, and I'll go out and implement it. And I would, I would do my homework. I would see how they work it, and then you know, before I even see how they work it, I'm like, okay, well, what? How much weight is this lure? How much? You know, what kind of line are they using? You know, are they using a braid to leader line? You know, what works best? And then I just go out, I tie it up, put it on, put it on a reel, and implement it. And if it worked for me, if I liked it, I'd keep it in my arsenal. If I didn't, I'd just kind of keep it in my back pocket in my mind. You know, hey, that's something that's there. And then I just moved on to the next thing. So that's kind of how I've done everything. And, you know, it's slowly been progressively getting better. Um, I've learned a lot more. And i got some good influences at my work that kind of teach me as I go. So that's kind of how it got going. And that's kind of what I do.
1: That's awesome, man. It it's kind of cool that we live in a day and age where you can uh, search a video archive for, for how-to knowledge, then a- apply it in such a way that you can go and enter these tournaments. How long have you been tournament fishing?
3: Tournament, kayak fishing I've been doing, again, for like a year and a half. I think I, I got to sit it. I saw um, Hobie, uh, the Hobie Bath Open on Kentucky Lake was coming up uh, last year, and I was like, oh, I would like to do that. I'd like to get in a kayak bass fishing i like to try this out and somebody posted on facebook ads that they had a sitting kayak a sun dolphin it's like a little 10 footer for a hundred bucks and i went up and bought it and i was the most like embarrassed because everybody had all these big you know pro anglers and (laughs) all all these big kayaks that are decked out and here I am, little sitting in guy. I'm, I'm sitting there going out fishing. And, you know, I, I got a, I got a spinning reel with – I probably had actually – more than likely my setup was probably a spinning rod with a casting reel on it because I didn't know what I was doing. And, <laughs> nice. and you know, I'm sitting here telling me probably like I'm prepared to do what I – I remember what I was doing. I was throwing a worm. I took uh, a Ned Rig. I didn't even know what a Ned Rig was. I took a Ned Head from a Ned Rig, and I took a Zoom um, Vibe Speed Worm and a uh, Green Pumpkin and a watermelon, or a watermelon Red, and I put that on there, and it actually worked. I caught probably 20 fish doing that, but bad thing was, is I was catching 20 fish that were 10 inches, 8 inches, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> catching anything, and, then like this, and that was Dink first city. day, oh, it was bad, and it was like 105 degrees. It was bad. The people that the guys guys that won, I felt bad for them. Cause they're out ledge fishing. I went and found shade. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, <laughs> not doing this. <laughs> those guys got burnt so bad, but they caught some crazy monsters on those ledges. And that's one thing I haven't figured out yet. But you know, that's how that's what it got me into. You know, it got me into it. I was like, you know, I really like this. After day two, I actually caught um, two. Keepers. I caught like a seventeen and eighteen, and of course, you know, you had to catch ten fish for the whole weekend. So, I mean, I caught more than ten fish, but I could only count two of them. Except for, you know, I'm in a sit-in. They flopped off the board and fell in the water because I didn't know how to hold a fish and take a picture. Of them. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that was my kind first of experience for the first one. But um you know, i ever since then, I I, I was like, okay, I, I got to get out of this sit-in game here, and I got to get on a sit-on-top and. I found another Facebook ad of somebody that had another one, and luckily my, my uh, fiance she kind of was supportive of it in the beginning. Now it's gone through an addiction, and she's not quite, but you know she helped she helped me get that one because she makes a lot more money than I do, so uh, she helped me get into that, and I I took that, and it was just a, it's just one of those Ozark trail you know sit on top things and. But uh, and I use that for, I uh, use that for up till like wintertime, January, February, and now I've upgraded to pro angler, you know, I got pro angler 14 from a good buddy of mine, he gave me a heck of a deal, everything's loaded down, besides, besides the fish finder, that's about the only thing I don't have a good one of, but uh, I've just, you know, it, I've been just progressively growing and learning, and, you know, that's how I've been getting into it, so, I know I ramble, but.
1: No, that was that's awesome, man. No,
2: that's perfect, man. It's it's kind of uh, cool to hear because I know myself and probably Walter. Whenever we saw that you won the tournament, we kind of I'd kind of looked a little bit to see your stats on tournament X and stuff, and I'm like, oh man, this guy fished his tournaments. But I mean, I mean, he he must uh, uh, he's a ringer. For this and we didn't even we had no clue that you had just got into this fishing i would have never thought that you would just got into fishing especially kayak fishing like b- basically no. a year and a half ago that that would that never even crossed my mind that that was even a possibility that you had only been fishing for a year and a half in bass tournaments and and we saw your pictures with the uh the hobie and i was like oh yeah he's definitely a uh yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> probably <laughs> semi-pro or something <laughs>
3: oh no i I wish I could. I, I honestly, actually, at one point, I almost had um, Sixth Sense, um that, that brand. I almost had them on board with me because I did a thing, like, I'm, I'm going to ramble here, but Gander Outdoors, um, whenever they reopened, they closed their store down here in town, and I got super lucky. That That's one thing. I've had just, like, luck with good deals or um, earning something some way or winning something or, or just a raffle. I'm just... I've just been I'm so lucky the last like few years um, because like they, they contacted me I started getting they got like a little monthly box kind of like the MTB and LTB stuff and but theirs are purely their cranks and top waters and things like that that they have and I was the only one I'm the only one here in Western Kentucky that gets those boxes and they, they emailed me they're like hey you're the only one in the area gender outdoors is closing even though they just reopened and they're going to get rid <laughs> wow. yeah they're like they're going to get rid of our display there and it's a ten thousand dollar display can you go get it and so like i talked to um i think his name's chase too his, uh is i think one of the owners of uh stick but i called him and i was like yeah i can do it let me go buy and look at it and yeah i ended up going and tearing it down and they gave me like a grand gift card it reimbursed me for everything Whoa. that I spent and, like, a little extra. So, like, I got to go on the website and get – I just loaded down rods. I got frog rods, jig rods, spinning rods. Like, I got everything that I thought I would need that I will never be able to afford. I just got so lucky by getting that. and So, that that's one thing that's really helped me when it comes to these tournaments because, I mean – Tools are, knowledge is one thing, knowledge, and, you know, knowing how to fish it, because if you don't have the right tools, you're not going to perform to your best of your ability. So, and that, that's, that I've just been kind of blessed over the last year and a half because of that, so.
1: That's awesome, man. that That's further insult to injury, because now I got beat by a guy who just got into it. <laughs> yeah i mean i,
3: I just i kind of i kind of just you know fish i fish a lot i work ems so i work 24 hour shifts and then i'm off for 48 hours on my off days yeah I, I gotta make sure i do a little bit around the house to please the you know the misses. and I, of course i got my kiddo so i you know i can't uh go out you know, and fish all night, so I, I go fishing during the day, and I go fishing pretty much during the weekdays, so most weeks, I fish, you know, anywhere from three to four days a week, it's just enjoyable to me, you know, I'll half the day, I'll fish for, you know, I'll bass fish for the tournaments, and then I'm like, all right, well, I caught some fish, I called one, let's try catching some white bass or stripers now, you know, I try to multi-species change it up a little bit if I can, because I don't want to burn myself out. But yeah, I just, I just fish a lot. That's really, I think that's, I, I think that's one of my biggest reasons why I do so well in a lot of the tournaments I fish is just because I, I probably just have a lot more time than the other guys.
2: Yeah, I, I can, I can relate to that because I'm on the same uh, schedule. I work for the, the fire department. Uh, down oh. here <laughs> and uh florida yeah so I, i'm on that same schedule walter's always texting me he's like hey uh are you working today seems like you hadn't worked in a month and i'm like i was just at work two days ago i was like but i'm there for 24 hours so i, I put in my time and then like i said you can go and you, there's a lot of opportunity to hunt and fish especially during the uh, weekdays and that's the best time to go because you don't have the competition uh, exactly. on the weekends. Exactly. definitely pays um, yeah. that schedule pays now. It doesn't necessarily pay big bucks to work those jobs, uh, but you, you definitely get to go out and have a lot of fun for sure. So I can, I can relate to that. Uh, and a lot of times I definitely do a lot more, uh, fishing and hunting than I probably should. I should probably be doing some stuff at home for the misses and things like that. But like I said, once you get kind of get addicted to certain things, it's, that's just all that's on your mind. And you're just like, okay, I've got to go do that. I've got some time off. I'm going to go do that. I can put this other stuff off. That's Awesome that you're that you're able to do that
3: yeah oh yeah it's been it's it's definitely i enjoy i enjoy what i do you know like you said it doesn't pay the best but you enjoy it you know and the schedule that you get and the what i think it allows more time for you know family and to enjoy life you know and that's that's kind of important in life nowadays is you know both people work their butts off and don't necessarily enjoy life. And the way they enjoy life is with a bottle to their mouth. So,
1: <laughs> Right. But,
2: <laughs> gotcha. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely get a lot of time with family too. So, and if you're, uh, I don't know, do y- are y'all allowed to swap shifts and things like that as well?
3: Yeah. You could, I mean, you could easily swap shifts or take, you know, you take 24 hours, you get what, like five days off. So I'm, mean, yes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice.
1: <laughs> well, moving on from my supreme jealousy, how did you uh, <laughs> how did you come to find out about the tournament?
3: I know I, was, I, I think I was just going through Tourney X for I think I was I always do like a KBF, you know, tournament for the month in Kentucky and I think I will sign up for that and then happened to stumble across your guys' tournament and looked it up on Facebook and I always do all my research for everything I sign up for because there's some people that just kinda t- you know, <laughs> toss stuff up there and one or two people sign up for it and It's like, oh, well, that's that's not necessarily – that may be some Joe Schmo. That that could be a ripoff, you know, a scam. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people scamming people on there. No, I I just, like, you know, I read into it, and I'm like, oh, this sounds like a pretty good time. So I ran across it, and just run through Tony X.
1: That's awesome. Mm, That's awesome. I think we had – Chase, we talked about this. We we expected that to be – you know exclusively podcast so the whole point of this was to to simply you know thank the listeners of the show and then i think we saw a pretty decent uptick in the amount of people that uh that were you know tuning in that or, or subscribing that weren't um actually subscribers of the podcast and that kind of threw us off there for a little bit so you know yeah
3: yeah i well i totally would i would listen to, you know i don't really get a chance i want to listen to podcasts i know there's a bunch of good knowledge to be heard on podcasts but uh you know like we both discussed about working ems and fire you know it don't make the most money so my my dad is a little limited whenever it comes <laughs> to my phone to listen to podcasts so right. but uh which i mean i know i can listen to it on computers at work but you know i work in a town that you know, make 16,000 calls a year with four trucks a day. And on average, Whoa. we go down to three trucks because, you know, yeah. So I don't really get the time, you know, that sit-down yeah. time at work. But uh, Yeah, you're busy. Yeah, yeah, we say pretty moving. You know, <laughs> but.
1: Well, well, what were your expectations, like, going into this tournament? Uh, what did you think was going to be the outcome for you?
3: I never know. Like, this monthly, and I, I tried – different things you know i'm always trying different things um i i had i think if i'm not mistaken i got pretty lucky right off the bat with like a 21 Mm -hmm. i I don't even remember i have to look back i I don't even know how many inches and what fish i caught i was going to before we did this but i didn't get time to because i broke my mirage drive and i'm working on fixing it right now (laughs) but um anyways i uh you know I, I came into it just fishing it like i do every day you know i'm like well it's just another day on the water just do what i keep doing because i catch fish doing it so you know and that's it's, and it don't always work out that way i mean this last month i was doing um a couple of them and, and i i came in third place and it's like well i made the change to do something different i went somewhere else i didn't I had started doing a lot better, but I didn't have the time invested into that area necessarily and wasted a lot of time where it wasn't working when it was working in other places, and I didn't focus on that. So, you know, I I, I got lucky. I, honestly, I think it's just luck because anybody, anybody can go out and find fish and just have the best day of their life. I just got lucky, and it just happened to be my turn.
2: Well, what's a, uh, what's a good bag limit for you? I mean, you've been fishing these tournaments, and I think you ended up around like 102, half inches uh, for this tournament. You beat, what do you beat, second place by like a quarter of an inch or something? So, I mean, it was really close. Second place was right on your heels. Uh, like yeah. I said, you ended up, maybe you got just a little bit luckier or whatever. The cards fell right for you to win. But what's a good bag limit for you when you're out fishing uh, a tournament?
3: Where as long as I try to always break 100 for the month, that's always kind of a goal. Let's You know, like – I'm always like, all right, well, let's break that 100. And then after I break that 100, let's start going from there. You know, that's kind of where my focus is. It's like, let's get to 100 as quick as possible. And I try to get to to that 100-inch mark. If it's like a monthly, I try to get to that 100-inch mark within 15 days. And then after 15 days, I like to try to, you know, from there, it's like, okay, where have I caught good fish at? Where do I need to go back to? You know, let's, you know, let's work on improving, you know. Now, when it comes to, like, one-day, single-day tournaments, uh, that's one thing I kind of, like, have not necessarily lacked on or slacked on. It's just the funds and time to get away and go to these things. But um, I, that's one thing I've been improving on is uh, go, trying to go to um, live tournaments. And a lot of the ones I go to, though, are, like, free fish limit. So I, I, I would have won one of them, uh, but my phone messed up while I was out on the water. So I, I lost it because uh, I had to leave and drive an hour home. And then like, uh, but I would have had like a, for three fish, I was going to be somewhere around, I think it was like 70 some odd inches. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it was, Dang. it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's real good. You know, and that, that was on, that was on, I think. Lake Barkley on the south end. So, I mean, which they always say the south end of Lake Barkley, Kentucky is like the best place to fit. I haven't ever got down that far till then. But, yeah, so, I mean, on average, I probably put up, you know, over always over 100 inches.
2: Well, you touched on that, you'd like, the first 15 days you like to get to 100 inches. Then you try to maybe start focusing on something else. What is that something else? Because I, I think during the tournament I kind of found that I was kind of like in a rut where I just kept catching – the same size fish over and over again. Like I'd always catch like my bottom upgrade and I never could kind of like hit that next level to kind of go up the leaderboard. So where do you kind of go from there to say, okay, I need to target big fish. What are you using to target these big fish? Well,
3: uh, I've talked quite a bit on the frog. I mean, top water is kind of a strong game for me. It is, it's okay. So I, I say that i say top water is a strong game for me top water is a strong game for me during monthlies when it comes to top water during a live event i can't catch a dang thing i really that that's kind of been my big thing is you know if you want big fish you kind of got to target big fish but you know i i get where what you're saying is you know you kept catching that same size fish and that's that to me it it turns into more of covering ground you know it's like if I keep going back to that same spot that I'm always catching 18, 16, 17, 18 inch fish, you know, then why, why should I keep going back there? You know, yeah, there may be a chance I could pull a 20 out or a 21, you know, if I consistently keep going there and I've never pulled out anything bigger, then I you know, I know that's a good start for me for the month. But I need to have a secondary and you see know, a secondary and third backup plan you know, and then also remembering what they bid on, you know, what the conditions were weather-wise. You know, I, like I said, topwater frog has been good for me, you know, spook and things like that. Early morning, of course, but the Texas rigging, uh, like just flipping. I do a lot of Texas rigging and flipping brush piles and things like that, bushes and things like that. It's submerged in the water when the water levels up you know and i I get pretty lucky doing that i'm not a deep water fisherman i can't do ledges i don't get i don't understand points yet i don't just it's just that's just things that i don't understand and then once i do i know that i'll start catching personal best because i know kentucky lake has those you know big 22s and threes and fours inch bass that are down there in schools you know that are that big but it's hard to say you know it's hard it's hard to answer that question
2: right i get what you're saying because i I think i was kind of along the same lines as like i said you kind of get stuck in a rut of going to the same places i probably need to broaden my horizons a little bit more and take some risk of going to some areas that i probably haven't been to uh to get an upgrade because going to the same place catching the same fish won't do me any good either
3: yeah exactly exactly that, that just happened to me I mean, you know, we've been trying to get together and talk for, you know, this whole last pretty much this month the past month, you know, or the last <laughs> few weeks and haven't, but you know, like this this past month I was out fishing, I try I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go try uh I'm gonna go try fishing on the river more and I never really fished on the river too much because I was always worried about current because the water's been up so high with all the rain waters and uh you know, I water levels came down and I was like, you know, it's pretty safe now. So I went and got out there and you know, I ended up catching two nice 20 and a half inch fish, you know, uh, not like it wasn't the same day, but I caught multiple, I mean, just multiple fish. And I watched all these big ass boaters came on the water and, uh, they sit there and I watched them get on the water. They would fish here, go 50 yards, fish here fifty yards or a hundred yards, or go across to the other side of the river and fish. They don't break down where they're fishing. They just look at their fish finder and say, "Nope, there's no fish there." Nope, there's no fish there, and they keep moving. Yeah. And I think that's one difference between me is because I don't. I I have a fish finder, and yeah, I would like to upgrade to a, a you know a seven or nine inch screen and have the you know the down imaging and, and all that. oh I gotta say, I got side and I got sonar and I got gps on there and it's just a little five inch we you know it ain't nothing special but it tells me water temperature and it tells me how deep i am that's all i really need because i don't know how to function with those things right now i've been learning how to so you know and i just i fish i just when i go out and fish i just go out and fish i don't i don't just sit there and go yeah i don't really look like too many fish there or anything i'm gonna keep moving i just consistently keep changing what I'm doing and continuously just keep casting. I'll fill out a, I'll fill out two thousand or well, in reality, I'll throw out a thousand casts a day, you know, no problem. And I don't care if I brought in five fish. I brought I brought in five fish and, you know, maybe I caught a fish in an area that I watch I watched multiple bass boaters sitting there fishing the same spot and I went to that same spot and do what I was sowing and ended up catching, you know, several fish in that one spot. You just never know, you know, when it comes to that, you know, broadening your horizons, you know, I just got out there and did it.
2: Yeah, I've noticed kind of that with the kayak is you get to break areas down a little bit better because you're kind of like, well, I can't just get up and go two miles from here or a mile. Or even if you want to go that far, it's going to take so much time uh, yep. that it may not be worth it. So I, I do like that aspect because probably before this tournament, what, well, I had maybe fished like four or five times in a kayak before this tournament yeah. myself. So it wasn't yeah. like I had a lot of kayak fishing. Yeah. I mean, I've had fishing experience, but I didn't really have that kayak fishing experience uh, th- that a lot of people have. And I kind of struggled with that a little bit, but I was like, well, you know what? Like you said, it, it kind of helps you break down these areas, just small chunks of areas, uh, a little bit better than you normally would if you were, had a trolling motor and you were just tossing and moving the entire time. So yeah. I definitely like that.
3: I watch. I watch it happen every single day. I mean, every day I go fishing, I watch it happen. Cause I mean, those guys will just roll up in there, and just, you know, <laughs> flip up that trolling motor, and they'll just, you know, take what they got and just start flipping and moving, flipping and moving. And I, I would love to get on a big bass boat. I work with a guy that, you know, well, my captain. He, uh, he's he's got the big, big old Triton and loaded down to a T with twelve inch strings and all over the whole thing, if not bigger. And, you know, he goes out and he can catch fish. Now he's a true fisherman. He's been fishing since he was a little boy and he can catch every species there is. You know, like he's not he fishes, you know, kinda of how I am. He'll when he catches fish, he doesn't just, you know, go fifty yards down before he makes his next cast. He sits there and focuses where he's fishing at. And, you know, I kinda of learned a little bit from him you know, but most of them I seem to roll in, and they'll just, you know, they'll just start flipping. They don't, they don't care if they're the the kayak or there or not. They'll just start flipping around you, you know, and keep fishing. And it's you, like, all right, no problem. Let me catch this fish here, and you watch and you not catch it, and <laughs> and then they'll take off because then they're mad. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just I I I totally agree though because I mean, you break down an area and. If it's a good, you'll find out. You'll find out if that area is a good area to actually fish. You know, I've had people tell me they're like, "Oh, you fish over there? How do how do you how do you fish there?" Because I've never really caught anything over there, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's odd." Because I caught a six pounder over there the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I kind of noticed that because uh, a buddy of mine he fished the tournament, and he only had one day to fish the tournament, and he was kind of uh, interested in. He wasn't really. Interested in winning the tournament. He more wanted to be entered in to win the the tethered manis that we had for one of the prizes, so he just wanted to get out there and catch a fish. But yeah. he's kind of fair-skinned. He didn't bring any sunscreen, so oh. he's, like, looking for all these pockets uh, with shade. <laughs> and he would just go set up in these pockets of shade. And he would sit, just sit there for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, normally I'd, I'd kind of hit that area just a little bit, and I, I might pull a fish out or two. The next thing you know, he's pulling out, like, four and five fish from the same spot, just Ooh. sitting there for 20 minutes. Not They weren't necessarily big fish, but yeah. he, w- I mean, he caught his limit, his five-fish limit, uh, in, like, several areas just because he was just sitting and fishing in shade and just kind of, like, casting in the same area, maybe doing a little bit different technique. And I'm like, well maybe I need to be breaking down these areas just a little bit uh, yeah. more than what I am instead of moving, because there's, there, if there's a fish there, more likely there may be more than one fish in that spot. And it, it may pay dividends to actually sit there a little bit longer and break the area down.
3: Right. Yeah, totally. Cause I, I watched, uh, you know, like uh, last year in that Hobie that I fished, and I didn't get to fish this year. I kind of disappointed, but they kind of raised those prices up a little bit and it's kind of made it a little tough to be able to afford all that kind of, you know, entry fees and things like that all sure. the time. But uh, they last year I totally, I, uh, I I changed my mind. You know, I fished where I fished and I caught all those little fish.
0: And uh, I was like, you know
3: what, I'm going to go somewhere different. I said, I was I was like, I like creeks. I like, you know, I like the river fishing and I like the creeks. There's not a whole lot. I mean, we got the big rivers, you know, here. We don't have little, little, we got like Clark's River, but it's so filled with Asian carp and gar. You can't, you can't pass without sitting there and hooking one of them. You know, it's just infested. But uh, I, I, found a, I found a pocket and had some small creeks that went off of it on the second day. And I went back, and, you know, that's where I caught my two fish at that I had caught, even though I lost them. You know, I would sit there and caught them back in, you know, back in these little, like, creeks that no boat. These fish have probably never even seen a lure, you know, because they've sat back in these little pockets where boats can't get to them ever and you know in a kayak you can get to those spots you can go places that the big boats can't and i think that's one thing that i i kind of take advantage of and it kind of helps me out because i find these fish that is sat there and you could throw just you could throw a you know a, a plain old hook out there and probably catch them with nothing on it because they've never <laughs> seen stuff like that you know they've never seen it
2: Nice. We'll, uh, maybe we'll have to come up to Kentucky next year and uh, fish. Again. No, no I've, I'm, I, plan on coming, I plan on
3: coming down there. I've, I've uh, I fish. Do uh, you know Bienville Plantation? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I fished there. Uh, that we they had that tenmentational kayak bass fishing tournament there, and I I went down there and fished. Uh, and it was during like February, though. It was like and it ended up being like your guys' coldest weekend for that month for the year. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> and we woke up to, like, we woke up, it was, like, 20-some-odd degrees.
2: <laughs> yeah, February's a weird month where we'll get, like, a, some co- yeah. super cold days. Like, it's one of our colder months, it seems like. like. Yeah. December and January, you'll have days in the 70s, and then all of a sudden February will pop along, and <laughs> you'll get you'll get to them, them them deer hunting temps we're wanting. Yeah. <laughs> are in February.
3: Well, they should have done it backwards. They should have had a start at, like, 10 o'clock and end and the evening time you know because like the temps being all jacked up like that because the bike turned on around mm-hmm. one o'clock for a lot of people and now there was one guy that sat in one spot and just continuously kept catching big old giants in that place but uh i think next year though they're talking about moving it down to uh, is it called felsmere
2: yes yes yep. felsmere Yes, yeah, that big reservoir, like 10,000-acre reservoir. I, I didn't find that place until the tournament was about over, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm only like two hours from there, and well, there's so many YouTube videos be. on it, and I'm like, geez, I should have fished this place. <laughs> yeah,
3: no joke, because that's where people catch the giants. That's where – there's a few people that, like, you know, I like fishing these monthlies because I, I can fish them. I, I can't always fish these travel-away ones, um, you know, if they're too far away. Well, uh, you know, I, I kind of have to watch these ones that I sign up for because there's guys that live down there, you know, in Florida, and they always fish Felsmer or they're down in the Everglades, and they're bringing, you know, they're bringing in 114 inches, you know, for hmm. the month. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and it's like I mean, there's not just one or two guys doing it. It's it's several guys that are putting up those big numbers every single month
2: yeah there's this older lady that uh i watch her youtube videos and stuff and she's like she does a bunch of the florida monthly tournaments and it's like two or three times a month she's driving the felsmere and then sure i mean she's just upgrading all of her fish on that trip you know what i mean it's just yeah and she'll end up with 106 107 108 inches uh, by the end of the tournament and like just catching constant like five and six pounders out of that thing and then not only is she catching those but she's probably catching like 30 to 40 fish every time she goes. It's not even like she's only catching five. It's just, I'm like, why didn't I know about this place before that? Because we're definitely, Walter and I are definitely hitting that place up next year Yeah, (laughs) for the tournament. From
3: what I hear is you take a swim jig out there where you take a frog and, you know, you just go to town. Yeah. Those, those bass out there are just ridiculous. Now they are talking about releasing, some of the florida strain bass in uh, lake gunnersville and I, I like okay it. i haven't got the fish that yet but yeah so hopefully we'll start seeing some of those bigger numbers up this way so
1: hopefully not hopefully they just stay down here <laughs> what
3: what
2: is it what is a giant fish in kentucky like what what's inch wise what's what's like oh, a giant oh, oh fish there's,
3: there's there's fish that are 20 you know there is a 24 inch bass you know there's there is ten pounders, and you know there there's giants in Kentucky Lake. That's what you okay. Know, I'm I'm at the lake to catch the fish that could match those guys down in Florida. But the thing is, you have to find them on Kentucky Lake because the ledge bite. You know that's what that's what Kentucky Lake is known for is ledge fishing. You know all the big uh, FLW. You know um, the Bass Masters. You know they'll. they'll Put on their big show around the time that ledge fish bite should be on, where those guys are catching these, you know, fish that if I measured them in inches would be 24 inches, you know, 23, 24 inches. Um, but you know, and they're catching, you know, and in reality they're eight and nine pound bass, you know. And uh, but this year the ledge bite has like, it's not even just barely even started here. Everybody's still been catching them up shallow in the back, you know, in the back creeks and things like that, and back pockets, and they're not even moved, they've not even moved out.
1: Interesting. So,
3: yeah, it's been a very odd year. Like, this time of year, ledge fishing would have started over a month ago. So, wow. it's, it's weird. It is very weird. But I'm enjoying it, because uh, I I fish those depths of water, you know, anything, anything from, one inch to about <laughs> 10 feet, I'm pretty good. But anything after <laughs> 10 feet, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. What uh, uh, This time
1: of year, what are your normal water temperatures like?
3: You know what? I have not paid attention to them uh, in the last, like, week or so because half the time I go out and I forget that I don't charge my fish finder. <laughs> so I just go out and go fish and, you know, don't worry about it. I say, eh. take my hand in, I'm like, eh. It's, it's cool <laughs> right <Ish. laughs> it's cooler than i feel you know? <laughs> But uh, no i mean, I mean I, i'm trying to i can't remember what the last one i saw was and i don't want to sound like an idiot by saying i think but uh it, it wasn't it's not been very getting very hot because i mean we've had some warm days but i think we've only had one day where we've seen like one or two days where we maybe seen 100 degrees but uh oh, wow. we've been yeah we've been like the water the art summertime that should be consistently 98 degrees i mean today we had a high of 88 yeah it's been it's an odd year so
1: yeah when when we, when i was fishing during the tournament uh on these shallow lakes that we have here it was uh very routinely in the, in the low 90s when you got in the water that morning so i mean it's oh, yeah dude you when you said that the water was cooler than i was i was like eh. there's a couple times i pulled a fish out the water and when the water got on me i went oh <laughs> like, that is not comfortable i'm glad to be in the kayak right now
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what uh the, the one of my, my captain said that the other day he said he caught one that he was the uh, a nice one it was like a, he said he's like four or five pounds or so but uh he uh he said he's real hot yeah he always he'll travel around you know he's he knows how to keep the fish alive. That's one big, you know, big problem with the whole pass and keeping them in alive. Well, you know, that whatever Peter or whatever they are
0: mm-hmm.
3: want to complain about, you know, but he, he'll take ice with them and he'll uh, rejuvenate them pretty much. And then take them back to that same exact spot later. You know, he'll put them in there for a couple hours and then take them back to that same spot that he caught them at and put them back, which I think is pretty cool that he does that. But I guess the fish had been up shallow so long, and it was pretty warm that day. And, yeah, he said that bass was pretty much cooking.
1: <laughs> wow. Dang.
3: So, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a hit and miss when it comes to the water temperatures here. It can be, it can be a really good day, and it could be a really bad day. Today was really bad. I had one of my worst days fishing today that I've had in a long time. You can't
1: argue with the success you had. No, no,
3: uh, I, I, can't, I can't be, I can't be too upset, you know. If I, I mean, I, I still, I still
1: caught fish, so I guess I got, I be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I was sitting here, while y'all were talking, and I added it up. You, you submitted, uh, 15 fish, to be, uh, you know, formally reviewed and put on the scoreboard. Only three mm-hmm. of which were shorter than 17 inches. 17 inches or shorter. So, two of them, one was a 1625 and one was a 155. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, everything was 17 or above. And your average mm-hmm. inch was 19.67 inches per fish. That's oh. incredible.
3: That's pretty. I like that. I like that This. Yeah. How about that? It doesn't matter. To be it equals first place. Yeah, I, I never expected, you know, I never expected to, you know, be catching fish like this, you know, and, I, and, and yes, I have a few places that I go that I know are a honey hole, you know, I've, and I, and I can, not necessarily, I can't always go there and catch fish that are big, but I can at least catch, you know, like you said, a 19 inch or, you know, on average in between 16 and 19 is an average fish. You know, it, it's one of the places that I know I can go to and it's a nice little honey hole, you know, but it's everybody fishes. It, it's not a, it's not a secret. It's, you know, it's somewhere that everybody can go fish, but there's just not a lot of people that go and fish it. But, and yeah.
1: and that was where exactly? <laughs> <And it's>, um, <laughs> in, uh, in the it's, water. It, it's,
3: it, it's in LBL. I'll <laughs> say that. It's in LBL. But, oh, uh, man. But yeah, no, uh. You know, I, I actually probably caught on, on average. I, I probably there's no telling how many fish on average I catch. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, over a hundred fish a month. You know, wow. at least at least. I, I mean, I I know I catch a lot of fish because I, I I'm not being cocky by saying that. I just as sore and tired as I am, I know I'm catching these fish. Cause <laughs> I'm I'm be reeling them in. And, all the time, and it's just, it, I don't know how I just get lucky and find fish, but I do, and whenever I do, I easily find, either I find quality fish, or they're, you know, right in the middle of, you know, quality, and, nah, okay, and, but there's a lot of them, you know, and I just, just keep laying into them, so, but.
1: Do you ever find that that fishing shallow like that in the summertime, uh, when the water gets hot, that you you, you should really struggle to find fish, or do you not oh, encounter of course. that? Yeah,
3: of course. That's that's what today was. Uh, I today I I tried kicking I tried kicking off fat. I was ready to go. I even texted fiance. I was like, you know, I was like, oh here here goes first of the month. Time to you know get it, get it going right this month. <laughs> you know, kicking it off and. I didn't put one fish up on the board today. Now I caught, I caught like five or six, and but you know they they weren't necessarily they they would have been scoreable, but it's I'm like I know I'm going to catch, I know I'm going to catch more fish, so I'm not going to score these fish. Now I can my truck could blow up, my tire could pop, my vehicle and break in half tomorrow, you know I I I, and I'd be screwed because (laughs) I'm going to be able to get back out, but. You know, uh, you know I, I didn't admit them because they weren't, you know, they're just, I'm like, eh, you know, I got a month to do this. But, yeah, today, shallow bite was just, it was funny as the fish were there. They, I threw everything at these fish. I literally watched them just swim off. Everything I threw by them, near them, or on top of them, they did not want it. They just took off. And I just I was like, Well, what in the world? And I couldn't I couldn't figure out what was up with them today. But yeah, all the all the good ones were just skittish and didn't want to bite. And it was I mean, like I said, the sun when it came out, it was beaming down from the time it you know, it showed this morning. So I'm guessing it just water temps just got a little too hot and they were just not in that feeding mood, so What's your go to summer lure? Go to summer lure. Uh I'm I like Texas rig the most. I like actually, you know, one one I've actually kind of come to like more. It kind of goes with the Texas rigging, but um, the swinging like a swinging jig head, and mm-hmm. you know, like Texas rig the bait on there. I like I like those. I've had some pretty good success tournament fishing wise uh, using those. Using like I, but I've used like a a great big you know heavy one-ounce jig head. Like I I think rate of fall, because I'll use like a real fat, uh, like a Z-Hog, uh, Zoom mm-hmm. Z-Hog. i have use like a big, you know, one of those big old guys on that, and, you know, kind of slow the rate of fall down a little bit because it's so wide and kind of, buoy, you know, buoyancy there. and uh, You know, so, but, you know, it's still kind of it's like a, a quick fall, but a big body there, and I, I seem to do good with catching some nice ones on that, you know in brush and things and maybe in some rocks or something like that but uh, that's probably my that's probably my go-to when the bite's tough and i'm out there needing fish you know that's probably my go-to bait
1: so if, if i told you there's a million dollars on the line you got to catch five fish to win a tournament that's that those are those would be the rigs you'd go to right now
3: i mean i mean i got like 10 rods tied up with different stuff (laughs) (laughs) you're talking Chase's language right now (laughs) yeah yeah that's i mean i'm I'm trying to stay prepared uh like i I said i'm always i'm always trying new things it's hard for me and say like the ned rig i won't ever hardly throw that or a wacky worm Or even nowadays, I don't even hardly throw a chatterbait. And that was, you know, that's been the rage for the last several years, you know. But but I've had, recently I've been throwing the chatterbait more because I've had more success with it. I've gone to like a finesse style chatterbait with this real small, like the size of what the baitfish are right now. And I've just been catching bass left and right with this thing. But, you know, that's that's my go-to bait right now. Right now, I haven't even thrown that swinging jig head because I've been just crushing them with the just one lure. I don't, know, I don't even have to change what I'm doing. Um, and then also i got plenty of cranks tied on. So it's like, it's hard to say, but like a Ned, Ned rig, I, I'll throw that in the earlier years when it's a little colder and they're a little, you know, not not as active as much. And that that's probably my it then. So uh, I don't know, a million dollars on the line, it's hard to say what I would throw <laughs>
0: Everything. i would what not would I'd, to throw. Throw. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be throwing a frog <laughs> I,
3: you know if i was in florida and i was going to feldsman i'd be throwing a frog that's for sure dude man
2: yeah, frog or a uh, swim bait i see a lot yeah. of them catching them on those big swim baits yep. or like a 12 inch worm
3: and you know what i i, do, I have this, uh, yeah, i don't have many swim baits but well actually i take it back I've tried swim baits here. Um, supposedly, though, from what I hear, is it's ledge fishing is whenever like the big swim baits come in handy. Now, out, like your big expensive um, glider bait, you know, those gliders. Sure. I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, those, those, you know, up here, like bed fishing, a lot of guys use those for bed fishing, but I honestly don't have not caught one and I have and it's not necessarily something that i sit there and focus on throwing because i'm like i may catch one fish in the whole month on this it's like it's not worth me (laughs) trying to spend my time casting this out to catch that fish so now i may catch my personal best who knows because people tend to catch giants (laughs) on those things it's ridiculous
1: yeah we i i once the water temperature started to really get warm and the and the fish here on the, the deep water lake that I was fishing were going off to those ledges, I bought a I bought a fish finder and I tried to like quickly figure out brush piles and if there are fish on them and whatnot, and I just couldn't figure it out and I was running out of time, so I just went to straight frog fishing, man. And dude, that is an absolute blast. I think in the summertime I would exclusively run a frog. It just it's too much daggum fun. We're burning it across the surface and then the explosion. The only problem being is that this water is so thick with grass and vegetation you really need like a, a really heavy action rod uh especially in a kayak mm-hmm. when you set that hook you lose all your leverage you know a bass boat doesn't move quite as quickly as a kayak does through that water and you got like two seconds to get them out that water or out that off that off, off that grass you know
3: yeah uh i mean i can i can i can agree to that you know it depends on what kayak you got you know like my my big, you know, PA 14, you know, it, it, yeah, it's only 135 pounds, but you know, your average kayak's only what 90, mm-hmm. 60, you know. So I mean, it's it's got a little more weight to it. Plus, it's loaded down with everything, so it's got a couple hundred pounds, you know, in the boat plus yourself. I honestly, me, like like you were talking about, like I got a few places that are, have some thick grass that I can go to. There are some smaller lakes um and that's why i practice you know frog fishing a lot like if i if i want to just get out and practice because i would like there's a lake Gunnersville spro tournament coming up it's like a spro frog only you know oh, wow. yeah and it, it, i would like to go to it in the middle of this month i don't know if i'll get to or not things didn't necessarily go to pl- as planned as i was hoping to the last few weeks but uh you know i i I set the hook on these frogs and I mean like I got like I got six cents um they had a frog rod that was one of the things that I knew I needed to get because I knew that there was places that you know I would throw a frog and you know and I knew I needed to get one and this thing this rod I mean I probably as long as they actually bite it and take the frog I probably have a you know nine out of ten chance that I'm going to land that fish like it's it's a pretty confident like frog rod that you know it's got a good you know when you set that hook it just lays right into them it doesn't there's no there's no forgiveness and then I agree like you have to have the you have to have the equipment you know like I run fifty pound tests. I know a lot of people run like sixty five pound tests, but uh, sixty sixty five especially down there because you guys got some like crazy thick thick heavy yep. grass down there so. But, uh, <laughs> it's like, whether well, like, you got like a 10 pound bass or you got a six pound bass or four pound bass and you got 20 pounds of grass. Yep.
1: So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and they'll, they'll wrap you around these big, massive, uh, lily pads that we've got and you gotta be able to, you know, pull them back around the other side of that lily pad. One of the, the bigger fish that I caught and lost at the side, well, hooked into and lost at the side of the boat, which was just the story of the tournament for me i pulled him i had like i could see him because the water here is clear it's tannic it's dark but yeah. it, you know yeah. it's not really uh like muddy or anything you could see him down there and he was huge he, he was massive and i'm wrapping the pole around and as i wrap it around and i'm pulling him out around there i only had like 30 pound braid on there and i'm thinking god i'm gonna i'm gonna snap this thing off anytime <laughs> now and i got home that night and bought 65 or on the way home i got about 65 pound power pro and put it on there i was like man next time that happens i'm just janking them out of there you know i'm not i'm not doing this game you know so (laughs) yeah
3: yeah it's tough it's tough especially setting that hook if you're sitting down actually i i have pretty good success sitting down uh i mean but it's all about it's you know big time is timing's a big thing you know type of frog type of frog i found you know like kind of really matters a lot of people you know just go out and get you know these strike king frogs and things like that. It's got such a hard body on them, and I've uh, I've I found and I'll recommend you guys try it. Um, Z Man, have you guys tried the Z Man frog?
1: No, I haven't. No.
3: man, this got it's got like the hooks or because I was I was just you know doing my homework. I was watching and um, one of the uh, one video I was watching, the guy was talking about. Uh, Getting frogs where the hooks, not necessarily because a lot of people are like, oh, you got to bend your hooks. Well, I was like, well, I'm, I don't, I tried bending my hooks one time and I snapped the hook off. I was like, that was a waste of like, you know, six, eight bucks. Yeah. You know, and I was yeah. like, that was a waste. So I sat there and, uh, but the video said that watch for frogs where the hooks are more on top of the body. And, you know, may, may not necessarily point it in and towards the frog, but more on top of the body mm. and not uh, to the side of it. And you know, and he's also he's like, you know, you kinda gotta look for a little bit softer body as well. And I found I found two frogs that I love, but the Z Man the Z Man's frog is like when it comes to durability, I'm just now having to replace mine and I've probably caught forty bass on it or more. Really? Well, yeah, I mean like it's it's a very durable, like I, it's just now getting to where like I can reset it back up and toss it out i can keep using it it's not necessarily where i got to replace it but it's just now getting to where the hook is coming out and separating from the body
0: yeah
3: you know whenever i set the hook into a fish like it has stayed locked in but the body is that elastic stuff that they're using yeah and so it's like super soft but it's got weight it's got good weight to it it's it's weird but man the hook sets like they got some good sharp hooks on them but, uh, and then another one's the River to Sea. They got that Bully Wart, uh, Bully Wart 2, and man, that thing, I, I probably, I don't think I missed a single fish that bit that sucker, and but it just, the body was just, got destroyed. It, it doesn't, it only lasted about <laughs> 20, 30 fish, and that body just got destroyed, so, but yeah, I'd definitely try those out, because these guys are going to be fishing a lot of frogs. Yeah. That thing, when it comes to durability i mean that that's one thing i look for with those
1: but yeah i'm going to have to order i'm going to have to order some of these z-mans because that was the biggest problem i had with fishing with frogs i was using um ribbits ribbit frogs
3: oh yeah 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 another there's nothing wrong with the ribbit frogs. no
1: frog. no but you know after a couple strikes you, you the bait's kind of over with and uh i just at least at least what i found was i couldn't i couldn't put the hook back into the frog so you're pulling it through the was
3: was you doing the single hook or the double hook i was
1: doing the double what would you recommend
3: okay uh i if i've done the rivet frogs so they got the big hollow body ones yep you know where you can you know thread into the nose and then the hook goes around on top i've not had success with those and i've I've got them but i don't throw them because i just don't have success i've i missed a monster I mean, it was probably, and I, you know, you'll always say, oh, that was my personal best I lost. But I lost a monster that struck last year on that near the end. And I was like, nope, not throwing this again. But, <laughs> the, but the nice thing about it is it's pretty weedless. And that's one thing you got, you know, like you talked about is you got all that grass and stuff and lily pads. And like, but I'll throw, I like to, if I'm going to throw the rivet frog or like it, uh, the, the, just the single hook with, a, you know, like an EWG hook, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need – and you don't need a big four or five-aught hook for those. You you know, a three-aught hook will work just fine. right You know, because – and that's one thing I've noticed, like, people do is they'll put those big hooks on and they'll miss a lot of the time because the hook is – yeah, their mouth is wide open and they're trying to strike it, but when they go to clamp down – you know that you're when you go to set the hook you know they're gonna it, that hook is so big their mouth is not closed down all the way and you have a chance of pulling it out of their mouth you know i'll, I'll do the single hook with like a three with like a three odd ewg and uh yeah and that 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 would be my go-to if i was gonna do something where i just needed to cover grass you know and didn't necessarily want to sit there and work a frog the whole time
1: now, you know i bet but, you that's why i some of those hookups that i had were kind of I felt like all the, well, not all the fish, several of the fish that I, I hooked into, I was using a four or 5 odd double double hooked frog hook that was there with the those big frogs. Yeah. I bet you it was too big a daggum frog, and on top of that, I bet you a, a lot of the time I, I would get a hook, just the one hook in the side of the mouth, and uh-huh. I bet you that's what it was. I bet you when, when it was just too big a mouthful, and...
3: Uh, a, yeah i i get i get i get one hooks a lot I mean, okay one hooks is 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 common when it comes to me and frog fishing i mean i get one hooks a lot but um you know when it comes to double hooks i, I had a few good double hooks today where i you know i have both of them in the roof of it now you know i typically one hook you know a lot of those but yeah those those um what you're talking about that you use that uh that they sit there and you know the bodies are so big on those they actually make multiple size hooks, hooks for them and i don't know if you know where you got those at. carried you know the other sizes. but that rivet brand makes uh multiple size hooks for those and that's one thing that i think i messed up on is i didn't get the right size for what i got because hmm. they actually make some of those hooks that they make are for the ones that like the thin bodied ones that i would use right. like a I, I would use that's the one i'm talking about i would use like three out hooks and use those thin bodied ones but they make a, a double hook for those and you know you could have you could have actually got the double hooks for the thin bodies and didn't get it for the big thick hollow oh
1: body. maybe that's what it was i'll have to i'll have to reassess my situation maybe i'll send you some links <laughs> and you can uh lead, lead me to the right path on this because I, <laughs> I tell you what man i I sure had some ma- monstrous blowups and I had some really good fish that I lost and anything well, I could do. You should have here in Florida. I know, I know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went I went 21 days before I registered my first fish in that tournament, and
3: Gosh.
1: I lost some seriously nice fish in the process. So it would be great if we could uh, <laughs> reduce that a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree to that because, I mean, that's, that's a that's a tough one to choke down whenever you're like, you just continuously keep missing fish,
1: and you're like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that sucks. It was tough. I had a good mentor down For there sure. in Gainesville constantly coaching me up and sending me words of encouragement. <laughs> so he uh, – there were some Definitely times – Definitely needed there were some... the words of encouragement. <laughs> there were some times somebody would have been driving down the highway and found a bunch of fishing gear because I was pretty frustrated come about that, that third week. I was <laughs> – it was maddening, man. So – but,
3: uh, yeah, it happens to everybody. I mean, it's like this, you know, this last month I missed out on pretty good. You know, I fish, I was fishing a couple, a couple months, you know, there wasn't really much for live events to go to because most of them were five, 600 miles away or more, you know, sure. so I was I wasn't too, uh, well, actually I take that back. I lied. There was a Kentucky Lake one and I missed it because I was working. I wasn't able to get to it, <laughs> but, um, anyways uh i was fishing some mon- these monthlies and you know and i got third place you know and it sucks like i was in first place until the very last day which was yesterday and i looked at you know i looked at i was working yesterday and i worked looked at like 10 o'clock at night and oh there i was i was in like third place across the board that's the same people beating oh, across man. the board you know like so i mean it's like i missed out on a, a good payout you know because that's what You know, I kind of rely on those to continuously keep fishing the way I fish. It it sucks, but you just kind of got to stay humble with it and be like, well, I caught good fish, I had a good time, you know, and just keep moving on, on to the next month, you know.
2: That's right. You never know when you're going to have that banner day. Yeah. Best day of fishing ever.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, you never know. You You could go out tomorrow and sit in one spot and catch 30 bass and 15 of them be over four pounds you know oh no it it, that happened to me last year i like it was like the first cold day we had last year i just happened to throw in one spot and as my it was a lipless and as it was falling i felt the tick and i sit there and set the hook as it was falling and boom like four or five pound bass i was like gosh dang and so i threw I, i i took my picture threw it back and put it back and Back out again, and I mean, again, and I sat there in one spot in a 50 yard radius all the way around me, continuously just kept catching fish that were anywhere from uh, three pounds to six pounds. Wow, it was just the craziest! It was schooled up, yeah, yeah. I've never found a school of fish before in my life, it was, you know. And like, uh, uh, yeah, okay, technically, I guess if you find, I don't know what's considered a school, but you know, like. <laughs> But i i I to me a school's like, you know, fifteen, twenty bass right, and right. you know, they're eating and going crazy and but I you know, I've never gone on anything like that, you know. And I watch these guys on like the Bassmaster Classics and you know, like Jacob Wheeler and stuff, he'll sit in one spot and just keep throwing the same bait and he's like, Oh, there's another one. <laughs> oh, there's another one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But oh, dang it, and then you'll see him. He'll my favorite is whatever he'll set the hook. be like, oh, 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 don't you do it, Leroy? Don't you do it? And then he'll be like, oh, there it is, got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, just, I just, want, I just want days like that all the time. That's all I want.
1: Well, hey, yep. At this point, I just take one of them. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start with one. <laughs> yeah,
3: no no, you no.
1: Build on that. Yeah.
3: No, no, I mean there's you know, you ask what the average big bass is, you know, for for around here and you know, Kentucky Lake, you know, it does have them. like um what's his name? Um Jason Lambert on the F L W tour. He you know, two years ago or was it was not this not this past one, but the one before. So last he sat there and, you know, sat in one spot up on the north end of the lake where people, you know, catch fish but don't always catch, you know, give all the time and the man sat there and by like 10 o'clock he got off the water he had caught like 38 a 38 pound bag jeez yeah it was off the wall like it was ridiculous he just he had like a school fish Unreal. Like, i found like a lot of this out later on but he had like a school school of like 200 fish in front of him and like just you know it was just like he would just throw it and it was like they were fighting for which one's going to get it. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculous. But, you know, I, I, they're they're there and they're everywhere. I mean, I wish I was down, like, I always say, I wish I was down in Florida because there's some guys down there that they know where those honey holes are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Catch, they catch them.
1: Well, Bubba, let me ask you this. This is a question I tend to like to ask everybody towards the end of the podcast, and that is. Mm-hmm if you were if you're approached by somebody new fresh to the sport wanting to to be like you and getting into tournaments what one singular piece of advice about kayak bass fishing would you give them that would uh, alter their course
3: don't be discouraged when you go out and you don't catch anything your first tournament you know or or you don't go out and catch anything for the first month that you're kayaking because it's gonna happen i mean you're gonna you're gonna get out there and going to lose a lot of fish you're going to get big bites you're going to break a lot off because you're not used to fishing either either you're a, a pro bass fisherman off of a big boat but you never fish out of a kayak and you come unprepared because you don't know the type of bite that you're going to get out of a kayak because there's a lot of a lot of big names out there that and they, and they step foot into a, well, I mean, i take that back. Big names know what they're kind of doing, so they'll get, you know, an attack and they're prepared. But, you know, there's guys that's been fishing big bass boats for a long time, and they'll get into a kayak thinking, uh, I'm only going to catch small fish, so I'm going to take light tackle. And they hook into something big and lose it. <laughs> you know, you know, either, either A, they're going to get hooked, or B, they're going to be discouraged, you know. And, you know, for somebody that's completely new, um, other than that, invest properly into the right kayak, you know, like, f- do what I did, find something on Facebook to get started for cheap, you know, don't go out and, don't go out and go to the academy and buy that $1,400 or $1,200, uh, Prescador, whatever thing that they got there that's pedaled and think, oh, I got a pedal drive because, you are going to be disappointed. It's not got enough space. You know, it's not the right size, you know, and do the research on the kayak and invest properly, save up. Or if you have the money, you know, get tips, go out to the kayak demos and try out all the different kayaks before you invest in the one, because, you know, I, I've got this Hobie and it's, you know, I love it. And everybody I'm sure have seen the new Hobie 360, you know. And that's, that's going to be the game-changer of all kayaks. And, but, you know, like everybody, there's people, love, all people of Bonafide that don't, you know, that hate Hobie. There's people that love, you know, Old Town Predators that, you know, they hate Bonafide and Hobie's. you know. So, <laughs> and and what is it? What's the one that everybody hates right now? There's, there's, new there's, Canoe. New, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Canoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there's, every, there's everybody else. That hates Newton. New, and Nutanoo new new hates everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all well, awesome. good Well, I, <laughs> Hey
2: Anthony, are, are you gonna are you going we're gonna have this tournament again next year? Are you gonna fish it again next year?
3: I probably will if you you know, you'll have to keep me on, on board on when you guys are gonna have it. next year I think my plans of what I'm gonna do are gonna change a little bit. I'm going to kind of step down from the monthlies. kind of save save a little bit and fish more of the live tournaments because there there's a lot of other small um, kayak groups around me that they host up it's a lot closer you know and supposedly kbf is doing going down smaller they're going they're going to narrow down the region so hopefully i'll be able to do a lot more live and travel to events and i like to take what i've learned and go and fish these live tournaments and, you know, maybe show that I'm not just a a, a monthly tournament fisherman that, you know, goes to a honey hole every single day and catches big fish. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that do that. And then they show up to live tournaments and they can't catch anything. So I I just want to kind of maybe next year, get out there and prove myself a little bit.
2: Awesome. Well, when you make it, when you make it big, then we'll have you back on the podcast and you can tell us the story. (laughs) of (laughs) all the glory in the kayak bass fishing world. I think
1: that's what he just said. I mean, didn't he just didn't he just announce his uh, his entrance into the draft this year? Uh, I mean, that sounds like uh, yeah. the route he's yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, "Well, sorry guys." <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And, uh, I mean, I mean, I would like I would love to get out there and fish those, you know, big tournaments for the big bucks and win them. but you know, there's it, 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 it takes a toll you know you got you got family you got to think of and deal with and you know and then you know you know like we've talked about working ems and fire we know it don't it, it don't make much when it comes to money but you know the money that it does make at least pays the bills you know that's that that's, that's going to be the challenge is going and doing these and you know i'm gonna have to save up a lot
2: so <laughs> well good man i'm i'm glad uh, I'm, I'm i'm happy for you so, it? it sounds like you got a plan and uh, i'm just glad that we that you got to participate in our yeah. tournament yeah and then we can always look back and say hey you know that guy anthony winkleman <laughs> <bass, fish, laughs> we fish knew him master. before you went pro that's it
3: yeah exactly <laughs> he's upgraded yeah right. uh, don't get me wrong if i could if i could uh if if I had the funds and could get into those big boats and try it out. Best bet I would. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I like the I like the kayak game. It's fun, but I would like to go seventy-eight miles an hour across the water. Dang, I'm right. Go, you know what? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I, no. I am not anti-bass boats at all. <laughs> well,
2: you can you can mothership the kayak in your bass boat. That's it. Yeah, well, hey, you just, I mean that's what
3: Mike Eikenally. That's what he does. I yep. mean, he's got that. He'll be on top of his truck he drives around all the time yeah so he's like oh Sweet. that looks like a good fishing spot and breaks it out and goes, so.
1: <laughs> well dude cool, listen I, I appreciate you coming on if, if you'll hang on one second i want to talk to you uh, uh afterwards but i'm gonna wrap this up right quick all right guys this this has been an awesome episode i'm thrilled to have finally uh sat down and, and spoke with the winner of the first ever Yakin for bass challenge which was a resounding success in my opinion and and in the opinion of everybody who sent us feedback. We appreciate everybody who participated and and helped donate some dollars towards conservation. I know the the gifts have been sent out and uh, we are already preparing for next year. So if you're listening to this and you didn't get to participate or if you're looking forward to it next year, stay tuned and uh, probably about January, February, we'll start teasing some of the ideas that are coming down the pipe. So until next time, y'all get outside enjoy the great outdoors
0: a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western i there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv